0: Hi everyone. This is Willie Crawford, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Business of Internet Marketing, where we share with you things that make a real difference in your business life, whether it's an online or an offline business. We we focus on using and leveraging internet technology on most episodes, but the the theme is the business of internet marketing, and so you know anything you do with marketing that can help you to build a business better. Uh, we bring to you, and and that's my focus. I don't see my co-host, Hattie Fulibbi, joining us yet. When she does join us, we'll bring her in. Uh, But today I'm uh, joined by Dr. Daphne Clark-Hudson. Dr. Hudson is a Ph.D. Hold on, I think I see my co-host coming in now. Let me bring her on. Hattie, this is Willie. Is that you? It is
1: me. Good evening. Excellent, excellent.
0: We are just now going live, so um, I'm introducing Dr. Daphne Clark Hudson. Uh, Hattie's joining us from the UK, so we're an international audience. In fact, uh, uh, Daphne's from uh, Jamaica, so we, we'll—you'll have to get used to my Southern accent. <laughs> hey, buddy. hey, buddy!
2: How are you? I'm oh, very good. Thanks, Dr. Dr. Daphne. How are
1: you? Hey,
0: And uh, Dr. Daphne is a former nurse who has transformed her own life from adversities to becoming an author of nine empowering books, a TV show for over 15 years, podcasting since 2009, empowering coaching practices since 1985, and a conversational intelligence coach since 2017. Her work embodies on being a catalyst and change agent by helping her clients to leverage their authenticity uniqueness, and superpower for greater success. Dr. Clark Hudson is the founder of the Empowering People Foundation, Inc., which provides a breakfast feeding program at her former elementary school in Jamaica. And we'll be discussing today how she's accomplished these things and, indeed, how anyone can do the same. Uh, Dr. Hudson and Daphne, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Mr. Crawford. You know, I, I always get so excited every time I am in your presence because we have been supporting each other for many years and we have not locked eyeballs personally yet, but my spirit is so connected to you and I know you are a soul brother.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're so, very um, welcome. Let's begin by, by looking at, uh, how do you reinvent your life after a major crisis? I don't know if you want to share with the audience, you know, crises that you had to overcome or not? But, you know, how do you start reinventing your life?
2: Okay, thank you so much, um, Willie. That's uh, that's a great question because my reinvention started earlier on in life. If there are any of my supporters listening and people who have read my book, they know that I lost my mother at the tender age of 13. And you can imagine a 13-year-old girl just entering puberty, and at that time you need your mother more than ever because there are certain things uh, a father doesn't know how to deal with you, just like our mother doesn't know how to deal with a son in certain situations. So it was very devastating for me. However, my mother, in my first 13 years of life, planted some seeds in me that has governed my life up to today as I am talking to you, really. So when you're looking to reinvent your life, Especially around major adversities and 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 crises, you got to slow down. You got to take a breath, and you got to look back over your life and say, "Listen, what lessons did I learn, and when did I learn them?" Because a lot of times we lose sight of the lessons we learn because of anxiety and worry and fear. But when we step back and slow down and utilize our breath, because as human beings, our breath is so powerful to all of the results that we get in our life. When we do that, we find out that majority of the tools that we do need,
0: we have.
2: And after you identify those lessons that you have learned that you are looking to tap into now, don't be too embarrassed or ashamed to ask for help because there are people out there who really want to help you, people who want to work with you
0: that That makes perfect sense, and uh, I've discovered too that um. A part of, I guess, growing up is learning that there are times when you need the help of others and that you need to uh, not be embarrassed to ask for help. I mean, that's a a biblical principle of uh, ask, and it should be given, or seek, and you shall find, ask, and it shall be given to you. So Mm -hmm. you you have to be willing to ask for that help and to, I guess, swallow your pride Mm -hmm. to an extent. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. noticed Mm -hmm. that so many times. What, What? Where or how do you start reinventing your stuff? I, I guess it's rebuilding, you know, after a, a yes. crisis. The, the,
2: something something that we all need to do regularly, and it's a shame to say many people shy away from doing this. Is to do what I teach my client to do, and to call inner self inventory. People are busy watching everybody else, and they refuse to look at the person that is most important, which is ourselves. So we have to step back and examine our lives, professionally and personally, family, community, each aspect of our lives. Be willing to look at it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Embrace what you see and make a decision to take action. Because the the decision is going to spark the action. The action then is going to be the reinvention of your life. So there's no place to start other than the beginning. There are many times we want to catapult our lives to... What I call microwave result, but you got to go back to the beginning and start to look and see what happened, when did it happen, and there are some people look back and uh, there's a lot of hurt, and they run away from what they see instead of doing the inventory prioritize those things. Inventory is the kind of research that you want to do about yourself. Because you and I know, Willie and uh, and Patty, that there are so many people out there who are telling us what we need to do. They're telling us what is wrong. Very few people are telling us what is right. And we because we do not take the time to look inner to see what needs fixing. We keep listening to what outsiders are telling us and fall for those things. And that's what is hindering a lot of people from catapulting their lives and their career and businesses to the places that they deserve to be. So there's no reinvention before decision. And after decision, you can't just make the decision and sit in your rocking chair, or go on the beach and say, "Let me chill out. you got to take action and move into what it is you want
0: i I guess w- one of my thoughts is that some of us we aren't very objective when we look at ourselves, and so you know i I feel that maybe there's a time when we do what To somewhat listen to what others are telling us about ourselves too Because maybe they see something that we don't see You know, how would you respond to that? You know, I know we need to Yeah, go ahead
2: Yeah, Rightfully so, Willie There are people who see things in us that we don't see And there are others who wake up every day And their main objective is to rip you down and tear you apart. So how do you decide who is the person that sees something in you that you haven't seen yet? You need a strong sense of discernment because it's not every word that is going to be spoken over your life is going to be a a positive word. So you have to have a sense of discernment or the inner intuition that will say, "Listen, whatever Willie tell you is on the money. Willie really is telling you." But then there is John Joe, who is going to tell you, "You are too old to do this. You can't do this because you don't have the education. You didn't go to college, and all of the labels that they tend to tell us." So, in in order for us to take advantage of the powerful input in our lives and the people who intend for us to progress is to have a powerful sense of discernment.
0: Yes, I I see that. In fact, I personally have have learned to trust my intuition, and I've learned that when I did not trust my intuition, when that inner voice in me was telling me to do one thing, and I did something else, (laughs) it usually came back to bite me. Uh, So... I have learned to trust that inner voice. Um, um,
2: I tell you, if I can just back on what you said, you're not alone in that. I can sit here and I can boldly make these statements because I have been there and I've done that. There are so many times that Daphne, and Daphne the label and the person fought against her inner intuition And guess what? The universe kicked my butt real hard. And I tell you, I am now at a stage of my life when I am sick and tired of getting my butt kicked by the universe. And this is why I have decided to step up and to be all of who I am called to be. that is what has pushed me to go into intense, intense life
0: Transformation and life reinvention without any apologies. I'm in I'm in largely the same mode myself. I, uh, one of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, teaches something he calls the phenomenon where uh, an individual experiences more growth. Usually, in, he talks in business sense, but like more growth in their business in a 12 month period than they did in the previous 12 years. And he teaches you can deliberately bring that on by doing certain things right, but doing a lot of things simultaneously rather than um, linearly. So you, you you try a lot of things all at once and it just, everything just falls into place. And, and the things that don't fall into place don't matter so much because you have so many other things going on at the same time. So they don't pull you down if they don't work out because so many other things are falling in place. That's basically the, the, concept behind the phenomenon.
2: Yeah, exactly, because guess what? And the things that did not fall into place during this first attempt, it doesn't mean that later on in your life they won't fall into place. It's just that this was not the time for them to come into alignment with the other things that you were working on.
0: So so um, and I'm looking at my notes here. But have, have you ever had a moment in your life when you, you pause and you just thought to yourself, somewhat bewildered, you thought, "You know, how the hell did I end up here?" You know, you just <laughs> can't believe what what the predicament you're in.
2: That that's a great question, Willie. And the honest answer and the short answer is yes. But to add on to that, we, you, and I, and the rest of the world listening. We always know how we get there. We always try to hide and pretend as though we don't know. We there are, there are many who are looking to point fingers. There are many who are looking to blame, and they find every reason to say they didn't know how they get there. But if we decide that we are going to begin to pay more keen attention we will never have to ask that question because guess what we are going to be on it every step of the way but yes i remember especially around my my financial my, um, my financial management um, you know that that's one thing that i am still working on really and there were certain times in my life when I was much younger I would go out and I would just splurge and I would just get everything that I needed and then when the end of the month came and certain bills were short I was asking that question but then if I look around and I look at all the purses and the shoes and all the things that I had picked up then yes you know how you got here you got all of those things that you really didn't need so we all ask that question, and I, I, I think when we ask it, it's a kind of crop out of uh, what is reality in our lives and what we have contributed to.
0: So thank yeah, you for I, that
2: question, Willie.
0: Really. <laughs> yeah, I, I I find myself in the same situation, and I have mentors who have taught me that regardless of the situation you find yourself in, that you played at least some part in it. Uh, that you can't oh, yeah. blame the outside world. You have to say, H- What did I do to get me in this situation?
2: That's right. Claim it. Embrace it. Because, really, you know, and I know, nothing happens in our lives by accident. And nothing is going to change until we take action and accept what's going on. Because, we are the one that's going to fix
0: it. Yeah, and, and so it all falls down to, as you've been indicated before, a decision. Uh, but even after you make that decision, I, I keep saying you haven't made a decision until you, until you start taking action on that decision. Action.
2: So, action. Action. And and once you get into action mode, you know the next gear, it, it's like a wheel. And, like, you keep turning the wheel and there are different slots. That it's going to click into. So you know you you, you get you make a decision, you make another turn, then it's action. You turn the action, then you are into movement mode. And once you get into movement mode, then you click it again. It comes to commitment. So you go r- around and each of us, our gears that we are turning, we all have different slots that we need to click into. But it's up to us. If it is to be, it's up to me. It's not up to anybody. Else. It's up to me.
0: And, and Hada, you you can feel free to jump in there at any time. You know, it's um, it's I, I'm sure we all see so many parallels in our lives. I think that one of the things that holds most of us back, though, is, is fear. Uh, fear of you know, what if I try this and I don't succeed. You know what's the world going to say or think about me? And uh, I think that's what holds a lot of people back. I personally have, have reached the point where I think most of the world's not thinking about me. Most people are too busy thinking about themselves to think about you. Exactly.
2: Uh, that's right. And you know, Willie, really, that that's a great question because people are focusing on other people without realizing people don't care three hoots about you. But it goes back again to the decision we are making about ourselves. When you decide and I decide and Patty and the rest of the world decide that we are all placed here with a specific assignment. And when we focus on our assignment, we really don't have no room to be worried about what people are saying, what people are doing. Because people really don't care. And you need to care about your own affairs, not about somebody else's. People, I know that there's a lot of uh, marketers and branding people out there, and there is such a resounding message about, see what your competition is doing, and blah, 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 and not to badmouth any of those professionals. My take on that is that when we focus on our authentic selves, we really don't have to worry about the competition because really I'm not going to try to do you. There is no way I can do you. It is so challenging to want to be somebody else. Yet, everywhere you look around, that's where people are putting their energy to be somebody else, to copy what somebody is doing, to push what they are called to do aside, and to say, all right, I'm going to do what Willie is doing. Willie is making um, shea cream. Willie is selling coconut water. I'm going to sell coconut water when there are so many people out there who are yearning for cane juice. But because you are prominent and you are doing um, coconut water, everybody think they need to do coconut water. And there are many clients out there that need the sugar cane juice. So, you know, leave other people alone. Embrace who you are. Accept and appreciate who you are. Look on your um, self-esteem. Each and every day you create certain affirmations that you say to yourself in front of the mirror. I encourage everybody to buy a hand mirror that you use up close and personal every day. Look at the person that's looking back at you lock eyeballs to eyeballs and say to the person that's looking back at you, say to that person, you are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are powerful. You have all that it takes to excel. And you find out will each of us need to do that several times a day? It's like taking antibiotics for an infection. Because when you keep speaking those words over your life, before long you will get rid of the infection of self doubt and low es- self esteem and inferiority complex you got to speak in yourself, don't wait around for others to speak into you and leave what others are doing alone and focus on you
0: I, I find that you know, with, with uh Uh, Will you say something, Hattie?
1: Yeah, um, I was just going to ask. So, you know, it's really interesting just listening into the conversation. And does procrastination and just stalling, can that prevent your reinvention and even overthinking it?
2: Oh, yes, Patty. Oh, yes. That's such a huge hindrance. Because guess what? You procrastinate, you overthink. Okay. I'm not going to do it today. Today is not the right day. You know, I'm going to do it this time and this time, and this time never comes. One of the biggest procrastination that I have encountered over the years, Patty, that I've worked with people is of the nation called prior. When people want to not do and follow through, They always tell you, I'm going to pray about it. And sometimes I tell people, you all need to be ashamed of yourself for trying to blame God. And they'll ask me what I mean. I said, listen, be man enough or woman enough to say, no, I don't want to do it. But stop saying you're going to pray. Because even when you pray, you're still not doing what God tells you to do. So that's When people tell me they're going to pray about it, Kathy, that's a glorified procrastination to me. So that's a big one that prevents them from starting. You know, I have a little story I want to share. I had a great friend. She went home to be with the Lord, and she was an amazing shopper. She used to work at um, one of the... Men's Clothing Store in New York, all her clients were millionaires. I'm sure you're familiar with that store, Willie. There's nothing cheap in that store. And my friend worked there for many years. And she would have these millionaire clients would come and give her their credit cards and tell her to shop. They, They need suits for the winter or fall or whatever. And they're not giving her any limit on which to shop and how much to spend. And I kept telling my friend, start your own shopping, personal shopper business. You are so talented. There were uh, many times when I had events and she would style me, she would go shopping with me, and she would stand me for the event for years my friend kept saying yeah I'm praying about it I have to do a 21 day fast about it I have to do this I have to do that and one day I said to her you are going to die you're going to leave this world and there are many of us that needed your services and you're preventing us from having it and you know that my friend died, I think, three 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 and a half years ago, and she never started her business. Never started her business. So procrastination is a big one, especially the glorified post, uh, uh, procrastination where they add religion to
0: it. I agree. I also think that one of the dangers that we face, especially in the world like social media, is that everybody is uh, putting out there how well they're doing. They're putting their successes out there, but they rarely, rarely mention their failures. And so what we see with a lot of the people we look up to is all of the successes they have, but the successes are just little highlights from their lives, they don't show the other 95% which are the struggles and the failures and how long it took them to get those few successes yes. here. That, that made a difference. But w- we compare ourselves to someone's highlights instead of their entire life.
2: Exactly. And, and people just take out uh, two lines out of their lives and people are so gullible, really, in looking into that and say something is not marking up. There's nobody whose life is on an evil keel just going. And that's the reason why most of the people have no, no, no durability in waiting for the manifestation of their goals and successes. Because what? They listen to Willie Crawford, they listen to Patty, and they hear that you've been successful in this business. Then that's looking back to say you were in, in the military when you start your business so that when you retired, you had placed your feet somehow on the ground. And guess what? Everybody wants to start right now and in 14 days to be a Willie Crawford without paying their dues. But you are so correct Willie in saying people are not saying all that there is to be said. However, I think we as a community we owe it to ourselves to research what is being said instead of becoming so so gullible to everything that people tell us. Life is not a microwave.
0: Go ahead, Addy. You know
1: particularly the part about just people showing a snippet of their lives. Sometimes we can feel so insecure, inadequate, that we haven't done six figures in two weeks kind of thing, you know. And it can almost stall, I guess, our invention, make us question ourselves, I guess, to you, that.
2: You know, Patty, I was talking with a girlfriend the other day, and I said, you know something? People need to slow down, take a deep breath, and look over what people are telling them out there. I said to my girlfriend, a lot of people who are talking about making six and seven figures, I said, do you realize how they are making it? She said, they're selling the program. I said, yeah. They're selling the programs to you and I and other people who will buy it. What they are selling us, they themselves have not tap into that. They themselves have not used it. They themselves have no track record about it, but guess what? Again, it goes back to people on gullible. They listen to to Patty. Patty says she makes seven figures in two, in two hours, and oh, yeah, let me go support her and let me do this. They're not looking back at the track record that Patty has, and did she indeed do that? We got to slow, down. we got to do our due diligence
0: well i i I know quite a few people who have I have one friend who did uh, seven figures in eighteen hours, but that's only part of the story. The other part of the story is that he spent many years prior to doing a product launch where he traveled around to seminars and conferences and made friends. Uh, he was at my first uh my second seminar and uh he was he was basically there to connect with other marketers. So that when he got around to releasing a product, I think it was four years later, uh, he reached out to his friends and said, "I'm releasing this product. That's a thousand dollars per copy. Uh, can I get you to promote it?" We knew him. He gave us a free copy of the product to review, and said, "You know, no pressure. Here's a copy of my product." And and uh, it was natural for us who knew him and liked him and knew he knew his stuff to say, "Yeah, we'll promote it." And so. Yeah, he made he a made million dollars in 18 hours, but he spent five years building up to that point. Not only yeah. that, he, he paid 50% commission to his affiliates. So he made a million dollars. Exactly. He gave half of it away in commissions. You, know, so, you, know, you exactly. have to look at the full picture. And
2: we, really and truly, it's, it's four years and 13 hours, but he didn't mention the four years. And people are just so gullible to see the 13 hours, and they go out there, and they want to say, I can do the same thing. But it's, it's, not, it's not that easy. That's not how it works. So you got to put yourself in a way where you can reinvent yourself so that you can stand boldly in your conviction and your truth you can understand and appreciate your authenticity and say, I know I have the inner power to do this thing. I know I can work on my team. I know I can find the right JV partners. I know I can find the right people to co-create with. And once you get into an authentic place or you can get into a, 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 a core place, which is your heart, you can't do this thing from your head because your head is always going to be working games with you and telling you you're not good enough. Look on what Willie's doing. Look on what is doing. Why you think you can do that and all of that stuff. This is why we got to focus on our heart and embrace our authenticity if we're going to get this um, reinvention to be a success.
0: And a lot of what you touched on is, is really... Uh... It's, it's habit. It's thought, but it's a, we have a habitual thought processes. And so it's about forming new habits, breaking old habits and forming new habits. So, you know, what do you think about, you know, how our habits prevent us from having success?
2: Yes, and all habits, they present us with comfort. But comforts are not always good. So you got to look and say, you know something? Discomfort has not brought me any success in the past. All this comfort is doing is allowing me to embrace and accept mediocrity. Now you got to do, make the declaration and to tell yourself, I am not ready to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to shatter this mold. I'm breaking this thing. And now I am ready to step into all of the amazing things that have been awaiting me. Because you look at it and you say, man, I've been doing this thing for 20 years. Ah, I can't leave this now. I can't leave this and go start something new. I'm to this and to the other. Because that's where you are accustomed to. This is the thing that has hold you hostage. This is the thing that has paralyzed you over the years. So you've got to be confident in telling yourself, I know this habit has been part of me. It's, it's like smoking, really. People have to look back over their life and say, really and truly, this thing is damaging my life. What am I going to do to get rid of this? It's the same thing with other bad habits that we have. Decision, decision, and action. We got to make the decision that these habits are no longer serving our greater good. And once you can say to yourself, this thing is not serving my greater good, I got to get rid of it. Then you implement certain steps. You identify certain keys that you will know, that you know will help you to break these old habits. Because I don't want people to listen and think that reinvention is easy. It is not easy, but it is certainly worth it. It is certainly worth it. But it is hard work, it is dedication, and it is commitment. And the journey of reinvention is a lonely journey. And depending on how deep you are in those old habits, it can be a lengthy journey as well. However, if you made the decision that you are willing to do the work, you can get rid of those
0: old habits. I I like what you said. It's a lonely journey because uh, all of your friends or a lot of your friends and and relatives, uh, uh, they're going to look at you as as you step outside of your comfort zone uh, and you start doing things that they don't can't imagine themselves doing. They're going to criticize you. They're going to say, who do you think you are? You know, (laughs) you know, you're breaking out of the the mold. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you
2: acting like you're better than us now. And guess what, Willie? Really? The reason why people say that is because when we decide to reinvent ourselves, it is simply exposing them. And they are seeing really and truly who they are. So when they fire back and when they blast out, it's really not about you, it's about the discomfort. And the unease, and the uh, dissatisfaction that they have seen in themselves. That's why they are blasting out against you.
0: That makes perfect sense. You know, and a lot of people, though, they would look at you, they would look at somebody like me and they'd say, well, you know, you're too old to be trying to do these things <laughs> or whatever. What, what's a good age to start reinventing yourself?
2: Listen to me, Ricky. The sooner you start, the shorter the journey is going to be. However, there are no age to start this thing. It's like um, I was on, uh, there is um, a lady that has a broadcast, something, another closet. I don't remember her name. So I went on her broadcast the other night, Willie, and she was rocking this ripped jeans. So I comment section. I was thinking like how oh, you were thinking that I'm not I'm too old for the ripped jeans. As a matter of fact, I don't own a decent pair of jeans, right? So I wrote <laughs> in the I wrote in the comment section and I asked her what's the age limit to wear the ripped jeans? And before she could answer a couple of people on the lifetime back and said, 80 and beyond are, are until you die. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like reinvention. Reinvention is always the in thing. I don't know if you know a woman. I think she's in the Maryland, D.C. area. She's a 81-year-old bodybuilder. Her yes, name is I'm Ernest, Ernestine, right? Yes. Ernestine started bodybuilding at the age of 75, right? Yes. <laughs> 75 years old. And look at her now. Look at her now. She was on uh, somebody show up here, a guy called Harry. And she walked in that studio. And you should see the muscles. Harry looked at her and said, Ernestine, I got to tell you, you have my heart a (laughs) flutter. At 81 years old. So there's no age limit for reinvention. Once you wake up and you decide, you got to get the awakening that there is something greater that I am suppressing in me. There's so much inside of me waiting to be released. There's an eagle. There's an eagle that is inside of you and I and the rest of the world waiting to soar. And nothing is going to happen with that eagle until we open the cage and let that eagle out. So forget about the age paper. Age has nothing to do with it. It's your decision to be different, it is your decision to become one hundred percent of who you are called to do to be
0: now we we've said that you know it's not easy, and it's stepping outside your comfort zone. It is an uphill climb. If it was that easy, more people would be doing it, so obviously it's not that easy. so then you look at okay, so how long is this process going to take? How long does it take for you to reinvent yourself?
2: But there's no end result because if you decide that there is an end result to your reinvention, it means that you're settling for mediocrity because really, like in your business, I am sure the level your business is now, it's not the level it was when you started how years ago. Systems change, technologies that is available to us now that was not available to us three, five years ago. It's the same thing with your reinvention. Once you once you start the process and you up level yourself, if you decide you want to play at the higher level, you got to tweak what you're doing. So you can't be in kindergarten and want to go play with the Harvard boys. You want to play with Harvard boys, you got to move from kindergarten to elementary, to high school, to to college. And then you got to go into the graduate program to be able to run Elba, Rob Elba with those Harvard boys. So it's the same thing with your reinvention. You want to be with High Roland You've got to position yourself in a way that you're going to be invited to be around certain major tables because you cannot just turn up at a buffet to eat. Somebody invites you for a dinner, if they didn't tell you to bring a dish because it was a potluck, you're not going to go empty-handed. You're going to bring flowers or you're going to bring up a bottle of wine. So it's the same thing. By you continuing to up-level and advance your reinvention, you are positioning yourself to be among the influencers of the world. You are going to be invited to be around tables where you can share what you are doing, your message and your story. You're going to be sharing it with others. That will help them to open their eyes. It will hurt them. And for some, it's going to agitate them to, to start their own reinvention. So you can't stop. you got to divide it up into different stages. But it is an ongoing process.
0: I, I found that to be true, too. In fact, I... Years ago, I, I started hanging around a group of uh, that's called the Winter Circle, and there are a lot of multimillionaires in there. I think even a billionaire or two. And I was nowhere near most of their levels, although it was hard to tell who was actually doing what. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I discovered that once they found out there were things I could do for them. Uh, that They welcomed me into their, their, their group, and I went on cruises with them and things like that. So I, I think part of that process, if you want to step up your game, is identifying what it is that you can bring to the table that would make those people want you in their circles.
2: Yes, that's right. What's going to allow people to gravitate to you? Because guess what? They already have money, so they're not looking to you for money, but what else can you turn up with? that they will say that Willie is worthy to dine with us. Because Willie, it only takes one person to bring us to our breakthrough. One person, but it's got to be the right person. So you've got to know what you're coming to the table We Don't go there looking to leash off people. Go and bring something that you know will add value to that table. Because money is not always the end to every need. People will look in and say, okay, Willie's a great marketer. Willie have amazing people in his community. We want our product in front of Willie's people. And they are willing to make that happen because what happens? You turn up at that table with integrity. And you turn up there, and whether you're a millionaire or not, you have integrity. And because of that integrity, it is going to connect you with the relationships that you need that will result in the million.
0: You, you used a couple of uh, words uh, today. Uh, you used the word integrity. You used the word authenticity um... How how important do you think it is actually to let people know who you actually are? I mean, you know, be totally transparent.
2: Vulnerability and transparency is key. I, I tell you, Willie, uh, you know that I used to be on Periscope uh, seven nights a week. I do my radio show. I do my local cable TV show and all the broadcasts and everything. And seven months ago, I stepped back, and I was not doing as many of the broadcasts. And the universe has brought me back now doing something that I've never done in my career. Have me broadcasting one word a day. Each and every day, the spirit download to me the word that I need to push the record button and to speak on, and I've been doing this since June, and this morning one woman said that these one words that I have been doing each and every day since I came back has given her some profound revelation and some breakthrough around her own life. So you, you just got to show up and allow yourself to be used, because the result that we work towards, whether we will say to be true or not, whether we'll acknowledge it, the result we seek is not for us. You come on this show and and parties up three hours back there in the UK. And she's She's not up losing sleep for herself. She's doing it for the rest of the world. So what are we willing to do so that other people are able to see their way?
0: Now, that is an excellent question. And speaking of Hattie, uh, she's a publicist and a very good publicist. In fact, I was uh, at one time when you were planning a seminar you know, hoping to introduce you to her, but she's gotten people on, you know, in Forbes and and I guess the, I think the Wall Street Journal, major major publications. Where if you were to buy a full page ad in some of these pubs, it probably costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even millions for some of them. And and yet it wouldn't be half as effective as getting them to write a story up about you, where they're basically recommending you. They're putting you front and center and saying here's someone that you should pay attention to. So her skill of getting her clients. Free publicity, uh is an amazing skill and uh you know, so she brings a lot to the table. Uh and she's someone I need support- you,
2: Party. Party, I need you. <laughs>
0: Whenever you're
2: ready. <laughs> I need you, Party, I need you.
1: <laughs> but I mean, even that within itself, it's about reinvention. It's about, you know, as you change, your angles change. You know, we're, we're ever evolving. I think we just really need to recognize and to take control and charge of the, you know, the process.
2: Uh, Patty, I missed part of what you said. You cut out. My apologies, please. Would you please repeat?
1: Yes, yeah, sh- sure. So I was just saying, you know, as we evolve, even in the media, so as we evolve, our media presence evolves, and we have constant angles to bring to the table so that's right
2: that's right, but if we like I was saying on my broadcast this morning my my broadcast this morning was about declaration, and part of us becoming evolved is our willingness and our boldness to be vulnerable. And to be naked, as I put it, because this is what attracts people to us. We got to be vulnerable. We got to be willing to be naked so people can see the real, uh, as we mentioned about the, the how much money in 13 hours and whatever. Are we willing enough to be vulnerable to let the people know? Yes. I made this amount in 13 hours. However, it took me 12 years in building the relationships across the globe that people will now say that I come with integrity and they will put their life on the line for me. And that's what evolving is all about. People willing to put their head on the block for you if they have to. Because they know that their heads will not be severed from their body because you have integrity and you're going to do what you say you would do.
0: Yeah, I run into that a lot, actually. I uh, have people who are extremely wealthy and they've made mistakes in their lives. They, they've they trusted the wrong people, they've been burned. And so they come to me, and it's like I've I had one friend that said, You know, Willie, I've spent like close to a million dollars having somebody help to get get me. Publicize help to help me with the product launch and all this. He said, and it just flopped. And He said, you know, so I want. To, he said, I trust you, and so I, I want some gut guidance so I don't get burned again. And, and you know, it was that kind of trust that uh, means a lot to me. And uh, with some people, I look at them and say, well, I don't know your your niche or your industry, and so I don't feel comfortable not- taking that on. You know,
2: I got to take the time to know what you come with because. My integrity is on the line. So I'm not just going to fall for the shiny object that you come to me with. But if you got something good, spend the time with me. Let me get to know it, and then I can vote for you. But a lot of people fall for the shiny objects, and that's why they go down with other people. It's important our integrity, our name, it's on the line when you vote for people. And you got to be careful who you sit around the table with, who you are in alignment with. Because what we tell our children, show me five of your closest friends and I can tell you who you are. I think we need to learn that lesson too as adults. Show me all of your associates and I can tell you where you're going.
0: Yes, I, I see that. Um uh... I guess people would would somehow, somewhat be wondering, so where do I start or how do I start to to reinvent my, my life, myself?
2: I ask everybody to invest in a journal. And each and every day, write a page about yourself. And then... Give yourself 21 days to write 21 pages. I said 21 days, 21 pages, 21 items on each page. And at the end of 21 days, go back and look at what you have written there. Prioritize them, A plus, B and C. Everything on that list falls into one of those categories. The A, A plus are the things that you are totally and completely satisfied with. They don't need no work. Everything is, high, is copacetic with it. And I don't think there are too many people in their lives that have any A. But then you look on the B and the C, and you ask yourself the question, what do I need to do to bring them up to A? And that's where your reinvention is going to start. After you go over that list at the end of 21 days, you go over the list, then you start to design a plan. Who do I need in this plan to help me to develop a reinvention plan for myself? Don't just go out there and look to hire somebody that is cheap, and don't ever let the first question out your mouth when you're looking for a mentor or a coach or a publicist or somebody to work with you. Don't you ever let the first question out your mouth be how much it costs. Because you deserve every dime that you will invest in yourself. And if you don't think that you deserve the investment, then it's going to be Worthless. So start by journaling. Do the 21 day journaling. 21 days, 20 pages, and 20 items on each page. And then at the end of that, look on that plan and find yourself somebody, cure your but lovingly, to help you out on the journey of the reinvention. And not because you start working with one mentor or one coach. That doesn't mean that that person will be with you for the duration, or for the continuation of the reinvention. Because they themselves probably will need to up their game to work with you as you has uh, evolved, right? So yes, in you cannot your coach. I'm coming back to that, Willie. Let me just finish this up. In Jamaica, okay. they have a saying that says, the higher the monkey climbs, the more he exposed. So the higher you go in your reinvention, you're going to need a mentor or the guidance to keep up with you. Please go ahead and say what you were saying. I just wanted to finish that thought.
0: Oh, no, I was saying that it is very possible for you to outgrow your, your coach. And a, and a good coach or mentor will say to you, you know, um, I've done all I can to help you, <laughs> and you need to find yes, someone who's smart man.
2: Exactly. That's when you know you're working with the right person. You don't want to be with a person that is holding you there because they want your money. You need somebody that tell you, girl, guess what? Can't give you anything, but I know somebody. I have this person in my network that I can recommend you to. And I know they are going to be able to get you to the next level. And you have to be honest with yourself and, and to know when that is needed. And as a professional, you got to be honest with yourself to tell, let your clients know that there's nothing more I can do for you.
0: Now, we're running, we're less than two minutes to go according to the clock on my control panel. Uh, so I wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to let people know how to contact you if they wanted to know more about you or perhaps, uh, you know, avail themselves you as a coach.
2: Yes, thank you so much, Willie. My website is uh, DaphneClark.com or they can reach me on social media, on Twitter, on, on Facebook, I am Dynamic Daphne. On Instagram, I'm Diva Coach Daphne. And on uh, LinkedIn, I am Dr. Daphne Clark Hudson. My email, my personal email is uh, dynamicdaphne@aol.com. at And my phone number, people can call me too by the phone, the old fashioned way, two zero three eight eight five five zero nine three. 885 5093. Willie, I want to thank you for this amazing opportunity. Thank you, thank you for staying up for me. And you and I need to.
0: So thanks again, Thank you Willie. So much for coming on Thank you. And I will connect uh you two um, you know, in an email or whatever. and uh, yes, you can please. Uh, please. and uh please. perhaps you could even have a Hattie on your your show someday. Uh you know
2: Oh, of course. It would be an honor. And and Willie, as a matter of fact, I need to have you on my T V show because the way they set it all now in the studio I can have you on via Skype so you can stay in your sunny state of California, and I can have you popping on the screens here in Danbury, Connecticut. So we got to make that happen.
0: We we can make that happen, and we are out of time. So I am going to thank both of you for joining us, thank all of our guests for joining us, and uh, with that, uh, we'll have to call it a wrap.
2: Thank you so very much, everybody. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Willie. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Bye now.